It okay, we pause. laugh. We start with a giggle. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's a great start, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Okay. So. Deafening silence. Hello, every every listener. <laughs> if we have any. <laughs> yeah. I <assume>. oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Oh man, I think we're a little nervous. Uh, like, wait. Should, so. Who should start introducing? Do you want to start introducing it? I feel like you'll be very good at it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I have no idea if I am. I can I can try. So okay, okay. yeah, if we pretend that's already someone's listening, even though right. we think that this one is not actually for that. Um, hello everyone, and we are Yvonne and Anna. We are friends from across the globe. One of us in Britain at the moment, and the other one all the way over in Japan. But um, we've been friends now for many, many years, and actually, that different that blah, that border difference never bothered us. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> oh, I mean, what are borders anyway, right? <laughs> the end of the day, exactly. Yep. And one of the things that made us um, this close is our love for movies. Music is more of Anna's region and uh-huh. um, then there's art and our greatest uh, stuff is writing and we're actually both authors or going to be authors because that's the thing we're still working on and also we work uh, on projects together and um, in our little first introduction video that this is trying to be the one, we're just wanting to tell you a bit about it. So now over to Anna. I am Anna, and I live in Tokyo, Japan. I love movies, TV, music, anything that's media-related. I'm also an aspiring filmmaker, made one short film, and currently my passion is also to write. So at the moment, I'm writing five projects in total, and uh, we'll come to this conversation later, which is not a remo, but we... Yvonne and I are both working on several projects, and then we're planning on focusing on each of our projects in NaNoWriMo. And my project in general is, I'm not too sure yet which one I'm going to be doing, but it should generally be maybe either the Victorian era one or the other one, which is more of a supernatural cyberpunk kind of story set in a dystopian landscape. So yeah, over to you, Yvonne. Well, in both cases for you, you can say that <laughs> either of the projects is going to feature male Romans, like M M Romans, gay Romans, because that's your thing. <laughs> True, but I and all that. projects feature that. You have not spoken about a single one that because we 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 share each other's ideas. Uh, sometimes I also ask if this is actually something that I should proceed or not. Um, yeah, but every time you mention something, yeah, the boys are the focus. <laughs> true. Yeah. But I, you know, um, this is, sorry, this is very odd of me to say, but I actually, in spite of the fact that I say that, I also don't want it to be the biggest focus of the story, if you know what I mean. Mm. It's like, um, I think romance is just for the sake of romance and it just happens to be boys. But I actually think like, let's say, for example, if it's like female, male, regardless, it's as long as it's a story and it's like motivating and like, it's really interesting, then I don't know if it really, I don't know if it needs to be the biggest thing of the story. I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly. No, and there will probably be other stories where it's not the case, but so far it is. And yeah. if we, since we're both looking into self-publishing, um, right. we might both later go into traditional one as well, but at the moment we are looking at self-publishing. True. It has to do with a lot of marketing having to do, even also the traditional route. You have to do a lot of marketing yourself. Mm. And romance is one of the big selling points in marketing. Mm. And yeah, there's a different audience depending on the kind of romance that you feature. Yeah, that's very that's, true. That's just the thing because, um, and it's not about 
um, being extremely positive about one or extremely negative about the other one. It's just a personal choice. And a lot of things in reading is a personal choice. Mm. Yeah, you got a good point, though. That's so true. Yeah, my brain didn't go there. I think these are also points <laughs> that we will discuss later in a, in a different episode in the podcast. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. Then to my projects, which are... <clears throat> I like to see it set things up as more complicated. Um, for the fact, <laughs> I have three pseudonyms. One is erotica, which will not be so heavily featured here, <laughs> because uh, that's just the thing that uh, I'll, I'll do, but um, it's not my main drive. And then there's the thing that I live in Britain. I live in Scotland, actually, but that's the thing for right in the moment i was born actually in germany and i'm going to move back to germany uh i've no date for this yet but it will happen and so i am bilingual and i actually is as well but um i also write in two languages and in germany um in german i write as edis for crime novels and as in English, I write as Kent for fantasy, also crime, but yeah, mostly fantasy. And I work all over the place with ideas of what I do. But the one that my heart is closest to is a, a multi-story um, urban anti-fantasy story, um, which is... A personal choice for the readers as well because you can choose where you want to start in the story and hopefully next year you can by choosing either America or France as the place to begin with. Yeah, and I'm so looking forward to reading your stories and you really need to finish writing them soon so that way they will be published and I can read the heck out of them. So yes. <laughs> Please I do am that. So <laughs> flushed right now. I'm so red. Seriously. <laughs> you know, I can um count the number it's of yours that I've been the video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a good thing it's not in video because I would be showing my fingers and saying one ear, two ear, three ear. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> I always love your support and yeah, um, that's one of the things that we also do in NaNoWriMo we are both writing um, and challenging ourselves and when we're not doing that we are the cheer squad for the other one Right <laughs> I do my best and we both do our best <laughs> with that part <laughs> Oh goodness me Oh, Sometimes I feel like we're better in the cheer squad than with the challenge <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true Yeah <laughs> But you know, baby steps. Hit my bed. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, one of us has reached the fifty k, but there, mm. but just just once. <laughs> and most times we have not reached it, but that doesn't stop us from still trying to do our best. And every word counts. It's not just about reaching those fifty k. It's about getting the words in, getting progress on the story, and getting closer to the dream true yeah and then i think at the end of the day it's also about motivation and habits and stuff like that too right when it comes to writing yeah yeah i mean i'm trying to gain that habit right now I'm, like writing every so often during periods of work uh well not work itself but like during lunchtime during work or when I have time, I usually kind of write. But it's like habits, too, I think. And mm -hmm. it's it's all fun and everything to be outlining it in my brain. But it's the writing part that also starts to become a bit of, yeah, you really kind of need to urge yourself to do it. And, and then there are stories where you write all of it down and then you're like, wait, now what? I didn't outline anything. <laughs> and they were like, uh, okay, go back to the actual brainstorming phase. <laughs> yeah. And that actually sometimes is harder than the actual writing itself, which is so strange, really. 
It's really fun, though. Overall. All in general. But yeah, um, for NaNoWriMo, though, Yvonne, do you actually have, like, a project that you're going to be focusing on during that time? It's, um, I'm not sure yet, because right now I'm working on, um, trying to get with the, with the erotica story, because mm. after a long time of illness, as you know, um, mm. I'm just building up that habit again of writing. Right. Um, so I'm not sure what I'm actually be able to do this now. I'm at the same time, I really want to, to do and complete it this year because, um, I want to work with the Scrivener app and I used up my free time on it. So now I have to win it to gain the discounted version. <laughs> yes, win it. So I, I think I'm going to be a bit of a rebel and <laughs> collect the words from several projects and combine them at the end. Oh, yeah. I think that's exactly what's going to happen with mine as well. <laughs> Oh, I already have most of them on the actual NaNoWriMo page, and then I just need to fill in the spaces. So I suppose it's a little bit like cheating, but it's also progress, too, right? Well, they allow us this now, because there's actually, you can have all these little, little stickers or buttons that you can collect for yourself, and one is mm. actually a rebel. So you can just announce yourself as a rebel. So it's allowed now. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh. Maybe I'm misinterested. I thought maybe I misread it. The rebel icon isn't just so that you can start a new story. It's not that. It's actually you can start a new story and you can still combine the actual words. Well, the combining the words you would have to for the final figure to claim the the one that you have to do that manually, but you have to type in mm. the words manually anyway because you cannot just oh. say, "Oh, look at the Look at the the timeline. I did the 50K. No, you still have to put in a, a word count actually to prove where it calculates it. Yeah. Um, and yes, when I did win it the first time, my words were in Word, were 50K. And mm. when I then copied it over to NaNoWriMo, it wasn't 50K um, yeah. because something gets lost. I don't know how that happens, but it does. Mm. And yeah, but there's also generator so that you don't have to put in your own story you can put in the lorem ipsum kind of words and they fill up mm. and you can do that to claim it in this way you can cheat of just doing it um um oh. but that's not what what we're doing we're, we're just trying to reach them and even if you reach them across multiple um um multiple mm. stories mm. then you can have kind of a final figure for yourself because you yourself know I reached the 50k and I did it. Wait, people actually put Lorem Ipsum in so that it's not even their story. It's like Lorem Ipsum, blah, 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 blah. The ones that are used under like Tumblr, like, yeah. you know, layout pages that you copy and paste and make your beautiful Tumblr page. Yeah. Really? What's the point uh, yeah. doing for, for the counting process. Oh, I see. Just okay. for the counting process. N not, you don't fill up the Word document in writing with this letter <laughs> <words. laughs> Why would you bother writing the Laura Mibson actual Word no. doc? No, where's your story? No, no I, I, I say you can use a generator who then generates these am amount of words for the Laura Mibson to be created oh. to 50K so that you can copy it over. Because also... Oh. If you have 50K written in Word and try to copy them all over into the nano page, hmm. your Word is going to crush. Right. If it not has already crushed many times while writing the 50K, because Word crushes a lot. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Word crashes a lot, which yeah. is why I don't like Microsoft. But anyway, that's a totally different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Oh, interesting. Which program do you use to actually write, actually? Mostly I use um, Word, ah. which is also why it crashed a lot. Mm. But, um, yeah, I have other versions. I have other stuff as well. I have um, 
I have Scrivener, which you can also use to write a novel. Mm-hmm. And then I have a, I have a free alternative to Scrivener, which I use for my German project. And I wrote a novella in it. So, right. yeah. And I also do a lot of first drafts by hand. Mm. Oh, wow. So everything is written by hand and then you type it out? Uh, yes, because um, what helped me in in the process, I am not really good at was editing, was editing myself. Mm-hmm. But I learned through a, draft, a first draft for the novel now and for um, writing short stories. The thing that does help me when I look at a text is translation. If I then translate it into German and see where where I've messed up before, where things don't make sense. And it also helps to to have other readers as well. My English text I can't show to my mom. A German text I can't show to you. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's an incredible extra work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But in the outcome I have draft in two languages, which is also amazing. I don't do this for every pseudonym, but I do this for Kent. I might not do it with every project when I later on get better with editing, but right now I do. I do. So there's a there's an English and a German version for for you know what it is, Laura's story. So mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I don't think I can do it with the languages I know. So that's 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 amazing. It's also a bit insane to do that because then you, you still don't have a final product with it. You still have to also copy it over. And uh, yeah, you have this, you go through this project several times. But at the same time, every author goes through a project several times. Right. And I learned that it helps me not to look at the computer screen for all these stages. I can't do that. Mm. I see, I see. Hmm. I'm still kind of a fledgling when it comes to writing, but yeah, writing for me, strangely enough, I like writing on paper when I have ideas. And then when I'm really inspired, I would write on paper. But I get this this sort of like small anxiety that if I lose this little piece of paper, like this notebook, then I would lose it forever. So a part of me is also kind of accustomed to actually typing it out. Because one, I'm not a fast writer. And two, if I write on the computer, then I can really just get into the zone. And I think I sometimes edit a little bit of my writing along the way when I actually write. And then I change it up and then write again and then change it up and then write again. (laughs) So... That seems to be working so far for me anyway. And the fact that I have a Pinterest with um, a bunch of, uh, how do you call it, uh, the mood boards. And on top of that, I write on the Notes app on Mac and also on Google Docs. Although Google Docs has all the information and outlining generally, so not really the actual story. So yeah, that seems to work for me so far. I think for me it comes from the experience. I come from, I draw traditionally with pencils or other media. So I always mm. use my hands to do it. Mm. And when I write with pencil or, or pen or whatever, I um, I have the same movements with my hands. So it's very mm. haptic. And right. also I moved now three times and I never lost a page of what I they're all over the place and I'm really worried of losing something when I move again now. It's it's the greatest fear that I have right now was this move. But um on the other hand I did lose two drafts when my computer once crashed and I didn't have any backup from from it. So for me, my paper is more reliable. And yes, you could say, oh, that's your own fault. You could have had a backup from, from the computer. That's no, the computer's um, fault. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's always the computer's fault. Never the author. <laughs> what are you talking about? Computer. <laughs> I see. Yeah, that's true. So, you never had any weird pyromaniacs in your life? What do you mean with pyromaniacs? Oh, just, just burn, <laughs> burning the stuff up. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> oh, man, sorry. It was totally out of the blue, but I was like, just... That, that's the moment when you have problems with the language barrier, and I'm thinking, oh, wait, that could be a real word. Yeah, it is a real word, but just not in the way that you were thinking. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, when you said, like, oh, you know, I have paper all around my house, and then I'm like, oh, you know... I was like, still with the computers and I was trying to combine it to a computer and I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Turning... <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, and now, now I'm imagining the not the pyromaniac, but the actual computer burning down and then, you know, like on fire. And then have you ever seen that scene from Home Alone with that guy who tries to infiltrate the house that the main character is in and then he does it wrong and then his head is on fire? Now that's yeah. what's I'm that's what's happening in my brain right now. Except it's oh, with the computer. <laughs> Poor computer. Oh, Don't man. cause havoc now. <laughs> Yeah. Sucks to be him. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Man. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about our process and then uh what we're probably gonna be doing, although we don't really know for sure, right? Um, did we miss anything? We wanted to say a few more things, huh? Maybe we should talk about the actual story. We have several of our own and we actually also write together. And um yeah. That was something that I wanted to do for years, and I might have pushed Anna into it a bit, but we're finally there. <laughs> and so far it went incredibly smooth, I must say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this year has been like that kind of year when we have all these inspirational conversations, right? And then the more we talk, the more we seem to have all these cool ideas, and then we're like, you know this will make like a really good story and then eventually yeah. it starts to build up and then it's like all these little pockets of universes and then it's awesome and it's like candy and then we're like eating at it you know like those sour co cough drop candies and you're like like okay wait actually the imagery is not really that great so maybe <laughs> let me stop <laughs> but you know what i'm trying to get to is like like addictive yes. and it was also fascinating that um, in between, we had two times where um, mm. I, we had only one time where story didn't come into fruition. And then mm. we had two times where I won, went overboard and it became my own thing. And then you le let a thing um, <laughs> and I wasn't able to catch up. And now it's <laughs> your own thing. And that's also great that, um, yeah it doesn't hurt each other so we we still stay creative and um we are just so happy and grateful to some some stories work and some don't but yeah it's it's awesome it's like literally every time we have a conversation it's like literally making a movie inside my head and it's like, yeah. oh, man, if only I could actually get all of these ideas we're talking about and then just, you know, like put it on a machine or something. And then it will be like, you know, like those little things that like come to life, those old like film. Oh, man, yeah. I can't think of the word. The projector, the film projector. Yeah, mm -hmm. that one it starts to go on. And then all of the images in our heads start to become an actual film and everything is like so cool in my brain anyway. But <laughs> but especially you as an aspiring film uh, maker, how do yeah, you yeah. decide which story or which idea becomes a story like in a book or which one you want to do as a m movie? Oh, that is, yeah, that's a really tough question. I mean, I think right now, let's say, for example, if I were to talk about the particular projects I'm working on, I 
think well, I've tried a few times where I tried to change the medium of one of the stories to see how it would be like if I changed it into a script versus if I changed it at, uh, or sorry, I wrote it as like a book. And what I've noticed is that when you changed when you change the actual scene of a book or something, and then you actually write it as a script, I get very like descripty. I don't know if that's even a word, but mm-hmm. I really like writing up the scene itself. So the more I do that, the more I feel like I should write it as a book versus if the actual scene includes more of a conversation thing and I don't really need to explain so much of it, then it seems to work out more as a script because scripts, you have to be very concise and like you need to be very clear about what you're trying to portray in that particular scene. And that script isn't just for one person to interpret. It's more than it's more than one person to interpret. So I find that that's also an interesting challenge. And also, I don't know. It depends really on the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But, I only have that hmm. problem if I have an idea. And I don't know which of the pseudonyms it belongs to. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it happens that it switches the pseudonym and the language throughout right. processing this. And the genre as well. Like the genre you're writing like has to be for each of these. Am I seeing this right? Pseudonym? Pseudonym. Pseudonym, sorry. Pseudonym, yeah. Well, two of them are kind of focused on one genre. One is the erotica and one is crime. Right. But the crime one is a bit more flexible. And um, it's more like a thing that it's the German language that is the overall arch of this name rather than the crime thing. And it mm. al- it's also, I might say the erotica comes first, then the German, and then the other one. But that's not how I feel about it, and that's not how it came into pro- into progress. It started with the English one, which is also my main one, where all the ideas actually come to. And then I created the German one because I was starting to feel like I need the German language access again and have it around in my life. Mm. And so this came into fruition, and the erotica is actually the the one that I work on the least and it's also one with the least intense projects for for me personally. Um, Mm. And so this is also kind of a niche for me and it doesn't go into the other genres while with the other ones I'm far more flexible. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Gosh. And who knows, maybe in some years I say, ah, I'm grown out of these and I just do one thing and make it make my life easier but <laughs> I think there was one author I knew like um she started writing like at a very young age like when she was a teenager or something and then she got her bu- books published early and then she had one pseudonym and then she wrote another one under another pseudonym and then every time she grows up it's like a different pseudonym so it's almost like an identity and I guess it makes sense right to have like mm-hmm. different identities of yourself when you're actually writing with different pseudonyms yeah but and also it was um you know when i was a child it was tr- tradition if you wanted to step into a different genre you needed a different pen name mm. so that your readers don't get confused mm. So if, for example, oh, I don't remember her name. Oh, uh, I have a picture in front of me, but I don't remember her name. Anyway, she she is a yeah. romance author, but she is also a crime author. And those are published under two, two different names that you can't even remotely see uh, related to each other. Well, can't see that in my names either, but um, yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh. And that's something you're comfortable with and you want to, you choose to do, right? At the end yeah. of the day. So. I mean, uh, there will be okay. different genres, like on my main one on Kent, there will be different genres. 
Um, mm. And I don't want every single time a different pseudonym. If I want to write romance, I write romance under this name. If I want to write crime, I want cri crime under this name. It's right, just right. if I choose a different language, then this is different for me. And mm. it's also a different vibe for me. So that mm. needed to have a different name. So I'm working on two um, main projects right now. I have two other projects um, that I'm also working on. And actually, come to think of it, I have five projects in total. But uh, the two main yeah, projects... Yeah, the counting didn't with. make sense there, Hannah. I know yeah, more actually, than you were talking about. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, the, okay, maybe I should start over. But I feel like No, no, it's fine. The, that's something that can stay in. So... <laughs> 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 yeah yeah um eh, yeah anyway uh so yeah i have two projects mainly that i'm working on and i'm i'm thinking of well i was originally uh aiming to write one project and finish the draft by the end of this year and uh that one is the main one that i was working on until i was thinking about nanoremo and then i have another project that um may or may not take over from there but for now i'm thinking maybe i'll work on this one which is called fatal and then this one is a story based in victorian era and it's a uh, historical but also uh a little bit of steampunk there's also a bit of adventure mystery and mainly romance and this one is based around the main character being dead already and he is an inventor and then he meets another person after maybe 50 years of being a ghost and being trapped in a house and then this guy becomes his love interest and then he's a ghost who hasn't been seen for a long amount of years and then suddenly this human being can actually see him so this is where the premise of the story actually starts off and then we get to kind of learn what happens and also as an add-on i should say this is also a um mm romance so it's pretty much about boys loving each other and that's also something i really like writing so that's one project that I'm probably going to work on and aim on doing for NaNoWriMo versus, hey. yeah, another one. But, okay, let me pass it over to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't say as much as you. Um, right now I'm working on um, uh, with the erotica. I'm working on a short novel which is also M.M. Romans and it's about an older actor well not too old but it's older than the other character anyway <laughs> um, he is uh, gay but he has never come out because of his public image and he falls in love with a younger man um, it's not too much of an age gap so not an own um, topic of that but um, the question is, does he come out in public and stays with his love? Or is he not brave enough for that? And actually, they fall in love over an OnlyFans account. And one of them has a fake profile. <laughs> oh, man. Just the story premise is just going to make me laugh. I have a feeling you're going to break my heart with that story. Even though it's technically erotica. But knowing you, you're going to break you my heart. You know me. I'm not, I'm, if I say erotica, it might still not be full-fledged erotica and falls more into the romance category because I'm still trying to get more comfortable with the whole thing at all. Yeah, that's true. I look forward to whatever you're writing, though. I'm really looking forward to it. So, get writing! <laughs> Okay, um, so let me move back to um, another of the projects I was mentioning earlier. And this one is actually new, and it uh, evolved from a conversation with Yvonne and how we started talking about random things, and then it sprouted into a whole big thing, and thank you for that. <laughs> I think it sparked from the idea that we don't have a full-fledged monster story. And that we yeah. were still missing that in our repertoire. 
And um, then it's filed. But I leave that with you. Yeah, that's so true. And I, I'm I'm sure at some point, like even though I know you diverged into do to into other things as well, like we will eventually make a monster story that we both would be super into. But until then, <laughs> until then, I'm gonna um just write this one and then let's see how that goes. Uh, this story is called Absolute Night, and uh, this is a sci-fi, uh, supernatural and. Uh, I believe it will also be cyberpunk as well. So uh, it's uh, MM romance, and the story is focused on a lot of different characters that have started to suddenly sprout out of nowhere because the more creatures you have in this story, the more characters there are for some reason. So yeah, this one is set in a dystopian world uh, where... uh, bunch of the elite vampires have managed to find a way to make the world completely dark and, as the title says, enveloped in absolute darkness or night. And the main character, who just happens to be a hybrid between a vampire and a human, is involved in the machinations of the overall dystopian world and he is in love with another hybrid uh, individual who he grows up in an orphanage. Ha ha ha, trope, orphanage. And uh, this individual is actually his uh, love interest. And a bunch of things happen where essentially he's separated from him. Uh, and we try to get, uh, well, actually, I try to, not we, sorry. I try to uh, get him to the love interest. But the journey is what's interesting, I, I hope, rather than the actual ending. So yeah, that's the story. It really sounds so good. I know, it's the, I know it's the latest of your projects, the, and I've loved the other one, other ones for so long. But this one, Aww. it has the potential of getting um, one of the medals and kicking the other ones off of the... Um, Podest, but um, yeah, you know my favorite. That's still um, way out of all, out of it. But um, yeah, I wonder what it will um, if it can hold up to this. So we will oh. see who takes the podest, who takes the gold medal at the end. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, yeah. As Yvonne says, I have two. Oh, no, sorry, I keep forgetting three projects in total. Um, the the elusive one that I keep forgetting is actually also an erotica that we actually challenge each challenge each other to write. So, but I'm not gonna talk about that one specifically because that one's kind of a bit of a secret, and I may may or may not actually write a pseudonym for that one. I haven't actually mentioned that to you, Yvonne, but yeah, may or may not. <laughs> So I'm here for it. I just suck up all things that you're going to write. <laughs> and I'm the same with you. So please, please, please finish writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what oh, Anna says, please, 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 too, is actually on the English account. But let's get to the German one first, because I always have this order. Um, the German yeah. one is something that Anna cannot read because she doesn't speak German. But um <laughs> oh please go ahead <laughs> i still haven't oh, you know no. you know you know me i must keep teasing you just move to germany and we can fix this whole thing <laughs> uh, anyway um i might um be able to actually publish something on the german account still this year um hmm. it's it's not sure yet because i have to fix an accent on the story, but it's a novella, so a short novel, which is, um, um, so it's, um, it's a hearing of a, of a last will of a deceased person, but the act, but that's the outer story. And the novella also has an inner story. And the inner story is about that deceased person and why, all of the people listening to The Last Will had to come together because he had a secret. Mm. And that is you know actually that? the beginning yeah. of the crime stories because all the people 
at the hearing are then later part of the crime stories, which are in several locations. So it's a first introduction to these characters and why they know each other when later they have nothing so much to do with each other. Mm. That in and of itself is already fascinating. And I'm kind of getting um, that, what's that movie? The, the one with the knives? That's the vibe I'm kind of imagining in my brain right now. I don't wow. know which movie you mean. Uh, let me think, or rather Google. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember now. Without Google, oh, thank goodness. Okay, so my brain is working a little bit. Um, it's called Knives Out. That's the movie. Oh, that one. Yeah. 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 The one was Daniel Craig. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are we going to be able to expect a lot of people dying in that? In or that story, not, no. Yeah. But, um, yeah, in the crimes later on, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them Ooh. will have detectives and some other will not. Some other will have... Um, one has a cook. One has uh, a lawyer. So also other people who solve crimes. Awesome. And they're so, all meant to be a bit funny. So they are not the heavy thrillers. They are all meant to be funny. Gosh. Okay. So once you post that, or rather publish that, then you will translate that in English, right? <laughs> and that's not the plan. <laughs> the German one is meant to stay German only. Oh, man. You are depriving the world of a very good story. It's the same you? thing. I'm not going to translate the, the eroticas, but what I do translate is hmm. um, the major thing that I work on, the thing that also Anna is impatiently waiting for, and she has a right to because she's waiting for this for years, because I'm talking about this for years. <laughs> and um, that is actually my, well, now it's called my Moira project, which is a combination of several stories. And like I said earlier, you can choose which parts to read, as so you don't have to read all of it. Um, or if you want to read all of it, then you can choose where to start. And actually, there's also already a short story out for this, which gives you a bit of a hint because it's about, it's majorly about two families and it's up to you to decide which one is actually the hero. Mm. I love those, like, choose your choose your path kind of books and that's like the vibe I'm getting with this one and well it's, it's like, more kind of choose your series because in the book it's yeah. really consistent and you don't have to go through go now if you choose this path go to page this and that it's not that's like true. that <laughs> that's true that's true but you know what I'm trying to get to is like how oh, you can kind of like choose and that that whole like aspect of it is I think it's always yeah. thrilling well, them. it was all, you know, it has been a struggle to even choose my own path with writing in which one to take first, which one not. <laughs> oh. <Right>. So much <laughs> that I confused Anna and another friend about when I speak about the books, I don't give them titles, I give them colors. And uh. they are so confused, both Anna and the other friend, about what color is what? Where are we? Like when I say to Anna, okay, this is in red book. It's like, what was Red Book again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But it's like your way of categorizing and, you know, filing away all the ideas and stuff. So it kind of makes sense that you were doing it that way. I will and explain it. It. Yeah. it will make sense when we come to it. Don't worry. Right. Yeah, exactly. I and I will explain it actually in the first book, why there are colors and what they mean and I hope then things start to make sense. Yeah. And but then if you have they're like, only uh, explained in one book, so you have to choose that path and the other one's not explained. That's true. And if you have like a really good book illustrator or something or someone who does all the illustrating for you, then it's even more easier and visual to see, right? Yeah. That's I hope so I hope that. Yeah. So that yeah. I don't end up having books that don't look nice in the bookshelves together <laughs> oh no i bet it's gonna be amazing <laughs> if, if, it, if it works them. out there will be a rainbow at the end and uh, well in a totally different order 
but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I, I totally get what you mean though with the rainbows and stuff like that because the, the visualization I had with the absolute night one, I was like, oh, it'd be so cool if like the, the creatures that come out in these, like in this story is actually in the covers or on the actual spines. And yeah, it's yeah. just so exciting. Because be so cool. I love when, again, when you have a series and the spines are actually able to tell your story as well. So that these yeah. are amazing. Yeah, yeah. And at this rate, maybe it would be really cool if there's an actual barcode on the actual covers. And then when you do that, there's like a really cool AR, 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 oh gosh, AR cover that pops out. Like, <laughs> it'll be so cool as well. But anyway, so many cool ideas, and I shouldn't spoil anyone with them. So. <laughs> And also, we first have to finish writing them. <laughs> yes, another thing. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yep, so the deadlines, huh? <laughs> I think that's what's also going to be important when writing. And well, I missed mine for this year. I had deadlines set for myself. I wanted to publish um, actually the first entries in, in the Kent books in both first phases. As you know, September mm. and August were hard because I wanted to publish both um, of them this year and I messed it up. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed, hopefully next year. Yeah, that's true. So and I can... it will definitely be awesome next year because I'm already looking forward to reading your book. It is in my hands. It is already in my hands. Hopefully, preferably in Kindle format. But, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because in spite you know, of the fact that it's not my love, preferred medium but I get you <laughs> I love physical books but also um, I'm a bit of a minimalist and there is a part of me that also likes reading it on the on the Kindle too so both please anyway <laughs> you know I want them to be hardcover besties in the bookshelf in the, in the bookshop that's what I want <laughs> Oh. yours and my books next to each other oh that would be really cool and also the fact that the hardcovers can kill someone is also really cool too <laughs> um anyway but don't tell <laughs> this when people are listening <laughs> you give away your murder plot. <laughs> oh my god did you know this is the actual murder device yeah so anyway, well, for um, me, the book is more the self-defense de device in the pocket. But yeah, you can't say that to anyone because otherwise the police says otherwise. Oh, that was planned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never know. With hardcovers, they might just be on the floor, um, and then or someone dropped it accidentally <laughs> on the floor, and then someone slips on it like a banana, and then it's like a murder, right? So <laughs> you never know what happens. <laughs> Books can be very dangerous things. Um, and they're knowledge, too. So that's yeah. also something. But anyway. And that's um, the most that? dangerous part about the books. The knowledge part. <laughs> True. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Don't know about fiction, though. But yeah, it's still power. <laughs> uh, yeah. With that in mind, I think uh, we can wrap up this conversation, huh? I think we've talked about our stories and everything. So I feel like this yes. is the place to wrap it up. And we, we can, can talk about our process in the next one. Or not even process, more like a, like the progression of our stories, right? And how we're doing. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. Maybe we do something about movies, as you said. That we might be an option as well. We haven't set out a plan yet that will come when, when we get more into it. We also don't know if we publish one. Probably not next week, next month. We don't know. But we will, we will be back, so we hope we that someone tunes in again. <laughs> you never know. I mean, oh man, look forward to the 10-year um, episode. Oh, sorry, 10, 10 years later episode. Oh, you know what would be really funny? Is every time we start an episode, we start with, oh, it's been five years since we... Oh, wait, hold on. It's only been one month. <laughs> It will obviously confuse a lot of people, but it would also be really, really funny. <laughs> and we can choose which year we want. Oh, it's like, wait, it's been um, 
101 years <laughs> later. Like the Dalmatians. <laughs> well, it, depend, it depends on who, uh, on, on how we count. Do we count in actual real life years or do we count like maybe we count in absolute night years or we uh, count in how long Garrison Fatal is death or something. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure that part out later. <laughs> if we write, if we write one in the future, uh, located in the future, set set in the future is the word that I need. Um, that's difficult. We're so old. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be like grandmas. Yeah. Wait, when we go into the past, it'll be really cool if we go into the past and actually talk about our podcast in the past, right? Even though the actual podcasts are in the future. Wait. It's confusing, but it'll be fun. I mean, just yeah. imagine, like, oh, um, so we're talking in the Victorian era, or like, oh, we're talking in space, or oh, wait, where are we going to talk about? What would you like? We to talk can about? explore all this, and we can also explore about, um, yeah, right now talking from so far away with each other with such a different time difference. And cool. yeah, doing the process of doing more episodes, getting hopefully closer to each other and with less time difference. Like I yeah. said, I'm still I'm still teasing you to come to Germany as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, hopefully. See, that's why I'm not translating them, so that you need to be forced to learn to German. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. No, it's just it's just something that I can say now. <laughs> Tricky. Okay. Shall we wrap awesome. it up then? Yeah, 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 let's do that. Okay, so thanks so much for listening to our podcast, and I hope you had a fun time, as much fun time as me and uh, Yvonne had today. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and hopefully we will hear, we will be able to, wait, how do I end this? Uh, hopefully you will come back for the next episode to hear more of our projects. And maybe in the next one, or the next next one, or the next one after 100 years later, we might, may or may not be talking about movies or TV shows that we actually watch as well. Although hopefully that's not 100 years, because then we're grandmas. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, thank you so much for being here and being part of the journey. Or being part of the journey. We uh, yeah, see you soon again. One day was video, but not now. <laughs> I like your little prayer. <laughs> I do that a lot, actually. That's so cute. <laughs> so funny.